Matt Jones is a freelance writer with experience in journalism, photojournalism, travel writing, script writing, copywriting, and press and PR. Among other works, he has authored travel guides, screenplays, and news columns. Matt has worked internationally with bylines in Forbes, Collège Times, BMW Magazine, and more. Matt is pastor of Cornerstone Church in Abu Dhabi, and he and his wife Rana have a son, James. Matt, Matt wore really bad leather jackets in the 90s as well. Did you see that picture? Wonderful. Wow, Jake Isaac and Martin Smith and Dan Webster. My goodness. These are heady days, Matt Jones. Wow. So my name is Matt Jones and I am a church pastor, but um, I'm not just a church pastor. I'm also a a storyteller. And uh, the medium I mostly choose to tell my stories in is writing. And so it's a privilege to be here at Surge, uh, or TED Dubai, or whatever it's called. Uh, TED Surge. Um, But not as a pastor with a sermon, but as a fellow creative. Someone once said that vulnerability is the birthplace of creativity. In fact, it wasn't just someone. It was social researcher and author Brené Brown speaking at a TED Talk in 2010. Vulnerability is the birthplace of creativity. In other words, creativity begins with vulnerability. Creativity begins with our willingness to be vulnerable, to reveal ourselves, to expose our souls, even to complete strangers and to people who may not like us. So I'm going to be vulnerable with you today in the hope that something creative is going to be birthed here in this room. I'm not going to share a bunch of tips, principles, opinions, and theories about creativity. There are plenty of books on that. Instead, I thought I'd take the time I have to share some actual creativity with you, some of my work, some of my writing. So yes, today I'm prepared to to look and to sound foolish in front of you, particularly the guys that have come down from Abu Dhabi that have never heard me do this before. But if that's what it takes to inspire and to motivate you to produce stuff, I'll do it. And, and to share with others the stuff that you produce. So welcome to the world premiere of my novel. Woo-hoo! Don't worry, it's double-spaced. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I'm only going to read the prologue, Okay. It's the opening few pages of a work in progress. It's been in progress for the last 12 years. Um, A a novel that I've called The Little Mechanic. This is not my story. This is my father's story. And it's not really my father's story. It's the story of the old fisherman whose life he once saved. Before that old man in turn saved my father's life. And mine too, I guess. It's the story of a rescue from death and worse, provincial obscurity. It's a story of being lost, then found, forgotten, then remembered, ignored, then recognized, overlooked, then celebrated. 
It's a story about youth and old age and the relatively few years that flash by in between. It's a story of beginnings and endings, discovery and rediscovery, invention and reinvention, pride and humility. It's a story about loss, naturally, and love, of course, of men for machines and sea and sky and adventure and acclaim, but also of people for one another. It's a story of friendships that transcend time, that find their consummation in the intimacy of words and their lasting value in the propagation of memories that inspire our gratitude and respect and help define us and spur us on. It's a lament, a tribute, a manifesto for living. It's the story of aviation as well, of the first balloons and airships and aeroplanes and rockets. The story of cinema, of the forgotten origins of Hollywood in the daredevil antics of pioneers recorded long ago at 18 frames per second in grainy black and white moving pictures, walking and waving, bowing and smiling with the urgency of youth who stepped from the silver screen into my father's life, older and slower, but more clearly defined and colourful, no longer silent but talking, shaping with their recollections the narrative of this story, my father's story, the old man's story. It's your story now, I suppose, seeing as you're holding it in your hands. It would be a shame just to read it. Make sure you do something with it afterwards, or else what's the point? It's an unlikely story, I admit, but the best ones always are. The great Jules Verne couldn't have imagined this one, and he's in it. We'll meet him later on, along with Errol Flynn, and Brigitte Bardot, and Gustave Eiffel, and Wilbur Wright, and Louis Blériot, and Alexander Graham Bell, and Marilyn Monroe, of course. We can't leave her out. Citizen Kane himself as a cameo, William Randolph Hearst, so do H.G. Wells, President Dwight D. Eisenhower, and Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. But all these are just walk-on parts. For above all, this is a story of people you've never heard of, but should have. It's a story that rights are wrong. In the end, I guess, it is my story. The story of how I came to be here as your narrator, the voice in your head, your ghostly Norma Desmond, gazing down from my heavenly perch over the blue-green dome of the earth, and more specifically, over the Bay of Biscay and the coast of southwest France. Look, far below us, you can see the Côte Basque and lovely Biarritz. Our journey, a journey through time and space, begins down there. So creativity begins with vulnerability. So I'm just putting it out there, being vulnerable with you, sharing something creative to get the juices going. If the only thought in your head right now is I can do better than that, then my work here is done. (laughs) Can you say with me, I am a storyteller. I am a storyteller. We are all storytellers. You may or may not be an aspiring novelist, But in one way or another, you are a storyteller. We all have a story or stories to tell. In the world of publishing and film, stories begin with commissions. And our stories begin with a commission, not from an editor or a producer. If you're a Christian creative, your stories begin with a commission from Christ himself. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Matthew 28. We are all commissioned to be storytellers. We all have a story to share. And in one way, shape or form, that story is the gospel of Christ. Whatever we do, if we're passionate about Christ, as passionate about Christ as we are about creativity, 
then our passion for Christ is going to leak through in our creativity. And that doesn't mean we simply retell the gospel or even talk about God all the time. Esther is a book in the Bible, and the book of Esther doesn't mention God once. Not once. So we mustn't feel obliged to preach in everything we create. In fact, better we don't. But if our work is to have any lasting impact, it will explore gospel themes. In fact, to be relevant and appealing, even appealing to the world, it must explore gospel themes. Relationships, family, community, temptation, sin, corruption, broken humanity, alienation, conflict, disease, death, love, grace, mercy, justice, forgiveness, redemption, reconciliation. Not all great art is religious, but all great art, books, music, movies, painting, reflects some or all of these themes. If the artist's intent is to make a connection with his or her fellow human beings and to help us make sense of the world that we live in and our place in it, and yes, to lift our spirits and to give us hope, then the art that he or she produces will reflect these themes. And so will ours. My novel, The Little Mechanic, isn't a religious book or even a book about faith. It's about a real-life French aviation pioneer called Louis Pollan, who, as far as I know, wasn't a Christian. But it contains all these themes. And I'm writing about them with a gospel sensibility because of who I am in Christ. And so for me, researching and writing The Little Mechanic, it isn't a distraction from my work for God or even a break from it. It is a part of my work from God. And it is for this season a corner of the harvest field that I'm working in. It is one of the works that God has prepared in advance for me to do. And it is an aspect of who I am as a human bearer of the image of God, the ultimate creator and creative. And it's the way that I'm choosing as an artist, not as a church pastor, as an artist, to make a connection with people and help them make sense of the world and their place in it. Creativity opens doors for me to speak to people and communities I could never meet as a church pastor. So the question is not, are you a storyteller? We are all storytellers. Instead, the question is, are you willing to be vulnerable? And if you're willing to be vulnerable, what's the medium through which you're going to tell your story, your stories, plural? Choose a medium. How are you going to package and present the truth as you perceive it? Is it by writing? If so, what kind of writing? Songs? Poetry? Short stories? Biography? Autobiography? History? Fiction? Is it through music? Is it painting? Is it design? Is it photography? Is it film? Is it drama? Is it dance? Maybe it's through a business venture. Maybe business is your creative medium. Maybe the story that you want to tell can only be told by opening a hotel in Sri Lanka or by starting a company that designs and manufactures supercars. Choose the medium that works for you and for the story that you want to tell. And don't be boxed. Choose more than one medium. The truth that you want to tell may require you to try another form of creative expression 
to the one that you're used to and maybe the one that you're most skilled at. A poem instead of a painting. A hotel in Sri Lanka instead of a song. Maybe you're a musician and an entrepreneur. A designer and a poet. An architect and a painter. A novelist and a photographer. And maybe you just haven't realized that yet. One of my storytelling outlets is photography. So, to recap, creativity begins with vulnerability. You are a storyteller. We are all storytellers. Choose your medium, and you will have more than one. And then, produce. Get on with it. Find the time. Make the necessary sacrifices. Don't be afraid. Overcome doubt and unbelief. This isn't about success or failure. It's simply about obedience and faithfulness to your call and to your gifting. And it's about finding fulfillment and joy in them. And once your creativity is out there, stay encouraged through the criticism and stay humble through the praise. Remember who we've been commissioned to work for. Our motivation, our why, isn't fame, popularity, money, power, status. It's love. Philippians 2 verse 12 says, Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. To which I would add for us creatives and with your laptop, your sketch pad, your paint box, your camera, your guitar, your keyboard, your mates in ministry. Continue to work out your salvation with any and all of the creative means and tools that are at your disposal.